well, hey, this is Eric. I'm one of the ministers at Regency. I just wanted to thank you for checking out this message. We're praying that God uses this message to draw your heart closer to Him. If you're ever in the Mobile area, we want to invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 10 a.m. If you'd like to find out more information about Regency or to check out some other resources, visit our website at regencycc.org. If you're visiting with us, we thank you very much for blessing us with your presence here uh, today. As we continue our our series on on This is the Way, Andrew uh, dealt with how can we know the way and focused some on John 14, verse 6, that I am the way and the truth and the life, that no one comes to the Father except by me. Eric talked about that his way at times can be difficult using Matthew chapter 7, 13, and 14 where Jesus contrasted the broad and uh, the narrow way. And uh, both of those young men did a great job. And I have to follow those two sermons. That's not easy. And I think they did that intentionally. Let's just have the senior guy follow the first uh, two uh, guys. And, uh, and as you can see, they come up here with their laptops and I come up here with my my notes. Does that tell you that that I am indeed the senior minister? Tim is shaking his head. Yes, that is a, that is a, a good indication. But no, I appreciate uh, Eric and Andrew and the great job that they're doing, and they're really great proclaimers, you know, of, of the word. But uh, this morning we're going to focus on uh, what I'm calling the way of escape. So. You know, we've talked about how can we know the way, and then we talked about that that way sometimes can be challenging and difficult, but now our focus is on the way of escape. And we're going to be looking at one particular verse from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, that's going to be verse 13. And this verse has come to mean a great deal to me and has been a great help to me in my walk with the Lord. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13, No temptation has overtaken you except something common to mankind. And God is faithful. So he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also so that you will be able to endure it. Now it's important for us to see this verse in its context. Paul has been dealing with several problems that were going on here in the church in Corinth. One of these problems had been the way that some of the Christians were enjoying and using their freedoms and liberties in Christ to the harm of other fellow Christians. And verse 13 falls in the middle of that discussion. In the first 12 verses of 1 Corinthians 10, Paul hits on four sins the children of Israel fell into. They lusted after evil things. They committed idolatry by bowing down to the golden calf Aaron made rather than worshiping God. They committed sexual sin, and they tested the Lord's patience by endless complaining. In verse 12, Paul summed it up by saying, Therefore, let the one who thinks he stands watch out that he does not fall. And my brothers and sisters, we need very much to take that warning to heart. Take heed lest we fall. 
Then in verses 14 through 33, Paul, Paul went on to take a very direct approach. He told them to flee from idolatry, not just resist or try to negotiate terms of peace with it, but we must run from it. And so verse 13 stands in the middle of these two sections. One that warns us that we who think that we are strong in the faith must take heed lest we fall. And the other that urges us to decisively flee from idolatry. And I believe verse 13 is meant to be a comfort and a consolation to us. An encouragement to us in those times when we struggle and wrestle with temptations to sin. Now the verse affirms to us that whenever temptation comes, there is a way of escape. Now some might confuse the sort of escape that Paul talks about with a kind of escapist behavior. By dulling ourselves with chemicals or alcohol or distracting ourselves with entertainment. Others may confuse the escape with a figurative kind of escape like taking a vacation from our troubles, a vacation package, an escape or, or a getaway. But you still end up having to come back to the trial or the temptation when the vacation is over. The word for escape is ek basis, ek basis, meaning not just out from, but to or toward something else. It is not so much an escape from something as it is an escape to someone. God's way of escape is an escape to the person of Jesus himself. The way of escape that Paul is talking about means nothing less than running to Jesus himself and seeking our help in him in a time of testing and trial. So again, let's consider verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except something common to mankind. And God is faithful. So he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also so that you will be able to endure it. Consider five important principles of escape that we need to keep in mind whenever we face issues of temptation to sin. Number one, your temptation is not unusual. No temptation has overtaken you but such as is common to man. Now the word temptation can mean temptation to sin but can also mean a trial or a test or of putting something to the proof. Now, you and I will never experience a temptation that does not have a long history, going back to Adam all the way up to us. And if temptation is common to all of humanity, then Jesus, our Savior, has also experienced it. Hebrews chapter 4, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let's hold firmly to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things just as we are, yet without sin. When we take 
the way of escape to him, we're going to the one who understands us the best. One that the writer of Hebrews says sympathizes with our weakness. One who has been tempted in all things just as we are. Number two, in the midst of trials and temptation, God remains faithful in it. No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man, and God is faithful. So God remains faithful and true to who he is, to who he himself is, and God is also faithful to us. First Peter chapter 1, beginning at verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable, undefiled, and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Think about that for just a moment. God has a rich inheritance for us in Christ reserved in heaven for us. But he is also exercising his great power to keep us on reserve for it. Paul told the Philippians in chapter 1, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work among you will complete it by the day of Christ Jesus. So I want us to remember in every trial and temptation, our God is faithful to who He is and to what He has purposed for us in Christ. But number three, God puts limitations on its power. He will not allow us to be tempted what we are able. Now Paul does not mean that God will never give you anything greater than you can handle. Listen to Paul's words in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. These words have always penetrated the depths of my heart. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, of our affliction which occurred in Asia, that we were burdened excessively beyond our strength so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, we had the sentence of death within ourselves so that we would not trust in ourselves but in God who raises the dead who rescued us from so great a danger of death and will rescue us, he on whom we have set our hope, and he will yet deliver us. We need to understand it to mean that God will never give us more than we can handle with absolute trust in him. But number four, with it, God always provides the way of escape. 
but with the temptation will provide the way of escape. Did you notice that word with? God lets us know that when it comes to any trial or temptation that he allows to come to us, along with it, God provides the way of escape. In each trial or temptation, we need to pay careful attention to what God's word tells us to do. Now, as I mentioned, when it came to the temptation to idolatry, Paul told the Corinthians to flee idolatry, to run from it. But in each case, we need to do carefully and heed carefully to what God's word tells us to do. Psalm 119, verse 11, I have treasured your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. That's what we all need to do, is to treasure that word in our hearts so that we will not sin against our God. And then number five, trusting in Christ, you can endure. The final words of verse 13, so that you will be able to endure it. We can gain victory over times of temptation and testing if we take that way of escape and run to Jesus as our refuge and he will help us and we will be able to endure it. So let's remember the commonness of temptation, the consistency of God, and the certainty of escape. The commonness of temptation. There is no temptation that is not common to man. The consistency of God, but God is faithful. And the certainty of escape that he will provide for us the way of escape. Let me conclude with three words to summarize our escape tragedy our strategy when facing temptation. The first word is faith. 1 John 5 verse 4 tells us, For whoever has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. A second word is flee. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 14, Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. Now that may be what some of us have to do at times, is run, get away from it. What did Joseph do? He ran from temptation. And if that's what it takes, then let me encourage all of us, now, I can't run as fast as I used to run, but I can still run away from temptation. Flee idolatry. That's what Paul told the Corinthians to do. Faith, flee, and then the third word is fight. James 4, verse 7, Submit therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. How do we resist the devil? Submit, therefore, to God. 
I think that's interesting that Paul, or that, yeah, those words, Peter begins, or James begins those words with submit therefore to God, and that's how we can resist the devil, and then he will flee from you. In 1 Peter 5, verse 9, So resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brothers and sisters who are in the world. So resist him, firm in your faith. So sometimes we must fight. And sometimes that fight may involve just what? Quoting Scripture. How did Jesus oppose Satan? Three times, what did he say? It is written, Satan, Get out of here. And if that's what it takes for you to overcome some temptation, then I encourage you to quote the word. Put that word out to him. That's exactly what Jesus did, and that's a powerful example for us to follow, you know, as well. Faith, flee, fight. That can be our escape strategy in overcoming the trials and the temptation that come uh, to us. And we're all going to have that. And I think that's what Paul is, is telling us there, that, that no temptation is overtaking it, but such is common to man. It, it, you know, it's going to happen. But remember how God is faithful, and he's going to be there and provide that way of escape. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. In some of my readings this week, one biblical scholar said that he recalls that that was the one verse that his dad had him to memorize. It was 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And verse 13. So let's read it together. No temptation has overtaken you except something common to mankind. And God is faithful. So he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will provide the way of escape also so that you will be able to endure it. Thank you, Lord, for that wonderful promise. Now, there are a lot of significant promises that we have in God's Word. But, boy, this is one that is powerful, reminding us of God's faithfulness and God promising us the way of escape. But if he provides that way of escape, what do we have to do? We've got to take it. And sometimes I've had people, you know, hey, he didn't provide a way of escape. Well, yeah, he does. We've just got to be willing to go where God leads us. But that's his promise here, and that we will be able to endure. So we're going to sing our song of encouragement, and if there is anyone here today who is ready to respond to the gospel of Christ through faith, repentance, baptism, we're here to help you with that most important decision. If you're here today and desire the prayers of our congregation, 
uh, prayers to help you, to strengthen you, as you may be going through some very difficult times, we're here as the body of Christ to be there for you and to help you. And so if we can help serve you in any way this morning, would you please let us know how we can do that? Let's stand together and sing our song of encouragement.